Hallelujah. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. Praise the Lord. Uh, well, I, I was telling you I was excited to get back to church. I was excited because um, we get part two of what we started last week, um, which to me is a, a major reason why um, you will either make it or not make it in the, in the kingdom right. of God. Uh, and that is our understanding of the local church. Yes. Um, uh, whether we understand the reasons for the local church and our part in the local church, whether we understand that and not just understand it, but embrace it and, and start doing what we know to do, um, that to me... Just observing through the years, looking at the scriptures, that is one of the number one reasons why Christians will uh, prosper inwardly, like the, we just read in 3 John, why, why they will grow spiritually or not. And so uh, we're going to look, keep looking at this, and you might think, well... You know, we, we have the, the same people here we had last week. Good. <laughs> Good. You know, you're here, I'm here. But this, these scriptures that we're going to look at today, they thrill me because, um, because they are so important and so many people don't realize how important they are. So uh, we're... we're we're putting these scriptures into our ears. We're looking at them with our eyes. We're, we're asking the Lord today to open up our hearts. Yes. Yes. That we'll see, that we'll hear, that we'll understand. Um, I don't think we'll ever fully understand and grasp all that God means in these scriptures, but that we'd get, that we'd get a better understanding. Amen. And um, even be more, even more solidified in uh, what our place is yeah. in the local church and in the body of Christ. Yeah. So um, if you would this morning, let's look at what we looked at last week. Let's turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 10. And we're not going to go over everything that we uh, ministered last week, or we'll never get further. <laughs> but Hebrews chapter 10, we had talked about how important this chapter is, and um, how it really, it kind of summarizes, well, everything that he was ministering in the book of Hebrews, but it, it gives us kind of an overview of of a lot of the scripture. And um, in this chapter, which is so significant to the New Testament, um, we see highlighted in this chapter the local church. Mm -hmm. And so um, if we would, we're not going to read, read it all. But let's just, let's just start here in verse 19 and remind ourselves what we were looking at. Hebrews 10 verse 19 says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, 
by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is what is faithful and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works now that's an interesting thing to say he's talking about all these major things that jesus has done for us and 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 this new access we have because of the blood and then he you think he totally changes the subject. He goes, and let us consider how to stir up one another. What Stir us one another about what? About everything he's just reminding us we have and we can do because of what Jesus said. There, there's something that we need to do with this information, not just understand it in our brain, but we need to consider how are we going to stir up one another in love to, and uh, uh, um, stir up one another to love and good works. There's something we need to do with all of this information, with all of this wonderful um, redemption that Jesus has put. There's something that we're supposed to be doing and we need to be considering something. And he says, let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of many, I'd say. <laughs> Just looking throughout America. <laughs> uh, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of son but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So in this amazing book, in this um, amazing chapter, in this amazing book, talking about all that Jesus has done and purchased for us and all that we have access to because of him. You think he'd change the subject, but he hasn't. Mm -hmm. He said, let's consider something, guys. How are we supposed to take all of this that Jesus has done for us? What are we supposed to do with this? We need to consider what, what we're supposed to do. He said, you, you were not to neglect meeting together, coming together, ministering on these things, encouraging one another in these things, flowing in the love of God with one another in all of these things that Jesus has done. We're not to neglect this. Yes. We're actually to be meeting together more and more. Yes. 
more and more as we see these things in the word, as we start to understand all that Jesus has done, we're not supposed to say, okay, I got that. Check it off my list. Now I can just stay home and live my life. No, 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 no. The more we see, the more we are wanting to get together. He said there should be a, there should be like this, this hunger, this considering yes. on yes. the inside. Yes. Like I've got to get together with other believers. Yes. We've got yes. to be discussing this and encouraging one another. We've right. got to get together and talk about the yes. scriptures yes. and, and we've got to do it more and more. It's always interesting to me when we get somebody that would come in, I mean, through the years. We've been pastoring for quite some time. Uh, we've been here for about a decade, and then we were pastoring in western New York for a little over a decade. Uh, and you'll see a pattern in people, and that is they will either... Um, they'll get saved or they'll come back to Christ after being have falling away from him and they'll come up to us and say this is amazing this place is we're just learning so much and they'll ask this question is there any way we can meet some more is there any other time we can get together? Why? Why? Because they're starting to get fed on the inside and there's a hunger on the inside yeah. to learn more and more. And they are concerned because they've just come out of the world. They're concerned that if they don't meet together often, that they'll fall back into yes. their yeah. old ways. Yeah. That's a, a valid concern. Valid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we always tell them, we tell them where they can, you know, that's why we have a podcast. That's why we have different things out there. We used to have cassette tapes. Come on now. Whatever it took to get the word to the people so that they could keep refreshing themselves on that word. But we would always smile because we understood that they got excited about meeting together more and more for a few days or a few weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't long before it was, well, I'll see if I can get to Sunday service. Come on now. Right, yeah. Right. And, and if we had decided, oh, we better meet together every night for so-and-so, we'd be meeting every night by, our, you know what I'm saying? By ourselves because after a week or two. And I'm not saying that, I'm not pointing any particular person out. You know me, I'm just pointing out the pattern of human nature, yes. right? Yes. And that's why in this passage, in this great book, we see in the middle of this list of all that Christ has done for us, the author of Hebrews reminding us, consider... Don't let this slip. Don't neglect coming together because this is part of the plan of God for our lives. For our lives, for our entire life, we are to be coming together. We are to be meeting together. There's, there's, not a, there's not a season, there's not a few years, there's not times where we just move out of the meeting together or we just think it's just not convenient for me to get together. And we talked about that, that word meet together. That word meet together, it means a complete collection. It means uh, an assembling together. 
It means gathering together. A gathering together in one place. So this isn't a gathering online. This is not a Zoom meeting. Right? I'm thankful for those. And when things like when we had 2020 and COVID and everyone was forced to stay home for a while, thank God we could live stream. Thank God we could connect over a computer screen. And there was grace to do it at that time so we could obey the government's rules. Right? Right. But what happened to many in the body of Christ is they thought, hey, this is cool. I can watch church in my pajamas and I don't have to go meet together. I can do it on my time, not on their time. And um, you know as well as I do that there is a difference when we're here. Yes, yes. And anyone who comes on a regular basis and hears the word of God realizes, wait a minute, something gets put in me when I show up. That's right. You know, I can watch a a cooking show. There's that one show, what, uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, right? That where uh, uh, Mr. Guy, the... He, he, he goes to all these different places in the U.S. Yes. And he, he finds like these really fun restaurants and they make these crazy things, right? That you, I don't think I could ever put my mouth around. It's a sandwich that big or something like that. And he'll tell you all about how amazing it tastes. Yeah. But guess what? I have never gotten full watching the TV. Right. Yeah. That's true. Nothing has ever been put in my stomach yeah. watching him eat. Right. That's right. <laughs> and so many Christians are trying to do that. They're trying to watch something on a computer screen. And I'm not saying we can't receive something. We encourage you when we're away, right, yeah. to, to watch and partake. But it's different when you sh- are in the room. That's yes. right. It is. It's different when it's different. we're meeting together. And part of the difference is because in Scripture, he admonishes us, you've got to get together. Yes, you've right. got to be in one place. Yes. There's a meeting together, a coming together where there is deposits yeah placed on the inside of all those who are there. Yeah. 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 Amen. I like showing up and preaching, not because I just enjoy preaching so much, but because something gets deposited in me. Yes. Right. Amen. Amen. Yes. And, and that's amazing. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, it's not just me coming up with something and then reading to you a couple pages of notes that I took. There's actually anointing deposits, deposits from God yes. going on, on into the yes. inside of yes. each one of us. Yes. Just yes. like if we, I mean, if we got in the car with Mr. Guy Fieri and drove to the, to the shop with him, if we were there, yes. we'd be able to actually eat yes. 
what he's eating and to partake and to get a deposit of what he was enjoying. It's different. It's different. Nothing wrong with watching him eat it on TV. It just doesn't feed me the same way it's feeding him. And in that case, I'm glad for it because I don't need all the calories in that giant sandwich. Right? But when it comes to the things of God, (laughs) I need the deposits. I need the the impartations. I need the anointing. And if we've heard this verse for, uh, you know, 12 times in a row, that doesn't matter. What matters is that we're obeying what the scripture says. We're showing up and on the inside, he's actually depositing things in you. Yeah. Amen. As we meet together. Amen. How does that happen? I don't know. That's God's part. That's God's part. But he does his part so well. He does his part so well. But we have to be here to receive. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so that, that in Hebrews 10, he tells us, the, um, some people are in the habit of neglecting church. Yeah. Yes. And we talked some last week about habits, <laughs> right? Um, we brush our teeth as a habit. And my husband says this in his book on the local church. If you haven't read that, Assemble Together, you need to read it. If you haven't read it in a while, pull it out and read it again. But he talks about this, brushing our teeth. That's a good habit to be in, right? Yes. And if you stop brushing your teeth, if you get out of that habit, um, you might not bless others. <laughs> but it's actually not going to affect your teeth immediately. Meaning your teeth will stay, stay in your head probably for years. Right? Mm -hmm. But eventually, the lack of oral hygiene will break down and decay your teeth. And the church habit, coming together, meeting together, the thing is, it's the same with the church habit. If you stop coming to church on Sundays, or whenever the church is meeting, if you stop coming, it's not going to negatively affect your life immediately. Just like brushing your teeth, it might not, you know, we're, so, we're all so used to that that um, it might not feel great for a while, right? If there's something like a funny taste in your mouth, right? But you could get used to that if you had to. And that's what happens when people start, eh, we'll come one Sunday and then we'll come once a month and then we'll come every other month, and then, eh, I don't really need it. It's not really affecting my life that. Exactly. It's not. not (laughs) And and, and so so they forget how important it is to meet together. They forget the deposits that were going into them when they were here, and they get used to, if we could say this, if you stop brushing your teeth, you could get used to that film, that nasty taste in your mouth. You could get used to that. And that's what so many Christians do. They just get used to 
kind of living carnal. Living without Holy Ghost deposits every week. Living without the correction of the Spirit coming to them each Sunday. And they just get used to it. And because it's not a major effect, right? Mm -hmm. They're just kind of floating along with the world. They don't realize that it's affecting their life in such a negative way. (laughs) Until their teeth start falling out. (laughs) Right? Until the the dentist says, oh, we got to pull your teeth. You haven't been taken care of them. And that's what happens to people's lives when they pull out of church. All of a sudden, months down the road or a year down the road, all hell breaks loose and they have no deposits on the inside of them to be sustained. And we don't say these things to be scary or anything like we're just reading what the word says. There's a reason he tells us people are in the habit of neglecting church instead of coming to church. And that's the wrong habit to be in. It's the wrong. We, we need to develop the church habit where you are not going to get me to miss service. I mean, there's been times where I've come out and there's a tree that's fallen on our car. Right. Uh, we were on our way to church. We're all dressed up. We come out. Boom. This huge piece of a tree fell on our car. I'm like, is the roof crushed? Can't really even see. There's so much tree on our car. And we're like, oh, what do we do? I said, take a quick picture for insurance and let's get in the other car because that one we can get out from underneath the tree. That one's not, you know, slam. What? What? You're not going to get me. We can deal with insurance later. What are we going to get done on Sunday morning anyway? What does it matter? It's already there. Staying home and and not going to church is not going to fix anything. Amen. I'm like, there's a second car. Thank God we have a second one. I've come out of church before I was eight months pregnant. My husband was on the road, and I went to open the garage door, and it wouldn't open. Something had popped in the middle of the night. The spring had broken, and it wouldn't open. What do you do? Think, oh, well, I guess we can't go to church. Uh, I, was, I was probably pregnant with Anna. I think I had uh, Josh was baby two, and, or one and a half, two years old. I looked at him and said, okay, let's call brother so-and-so. <laughs> Called my girlfriend's husband and said, hey, Need you to come get me out of my garage. I can't get there. I can't get out. Eight months pregnant, lifting the double, those super heavy wooden garage doors. This wasn't, you know, the, one of those little plasticky things. No, that was, there was no way I was lifting it. What do you do? Just stay home? Uh-uh. No way. It's Sunday morning. I've got to get there. I'm not going to miss church. I'm not going to neglect to meet together, and you almost have to be that militant, aggressive about it. Because if the enemy sees that he can deter you from church by bringing something up, oh, the dog ran away. Pastor Nancy talks about it sometimes. She said she was coming out of her house one time, and um, and this was back when they had kind of a ranch and they owned a couple horses. And she said she came out to, as she was coming out of the house to get ready to go to church, she saw the horses break out of the gate. I don't know, they had two or three horses. And she's like, 
Well, call somebody to deal with it. I, not, she's like, they're not my horses. They were her husband's. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to round them up, right? right? And she said, Lord, you're going to have to deal with that because I've got to go to church. And she said she no sooner said that than one of her dogs ran out, circled, like became this instant herding dog. Like that, I mean, just kicked into, you know, their instinct, herded them, ran them all back into the corral. And she looked at her son and said, Stephen, go close that gate really quick. Why? Because if you won't freak out and decide, oh, I better say, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We can't go to church now. No, 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 no. Because her habit was so in place, we have got to get there. And I don't care what breaks loose. And when you have that attitude, then the enemy can't trip you up every single weekend by bringing something into your life that's going to pull you out of church. That's right. right. But if we fall for that, he will gladly oblige and make sure that something comes up. If not Saturday night, in the middle of the night, then Sunday morning, first thing when you get up, there'll be some kind of catastrophe. Well, that catastrophe can just stay where it's at. If there's plumbing leaking, turn the water off at the main and get to church. Why? Because we don't want to let the enemy be the one dictating how we live our life yes. with God. Yes. That's right. And that's exactly what he will do if we'll let him. That's all I will say about that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So in Hebrews 12, he goes on and, and reiterates this. And we're still just reviewing, guys. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 12, verse 22. He says this. He he was talking about how uh, the children of Israel back in the day, how how God had dealt with them. Uh, He's saying, we don't have to deal with God that way anymore. We've got this new access with God through Jesus. And he, he says this. He said, but you have come to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. And he goes on and he starts listing all that we as the body of Christ have been brought into. But right in this list about innumerable angels, about the blood of Jesus, about all these things that we have access to in God, he talks about how we've been brought to the assembly of the firstborn. Yes. And last week we, saw, we talked about that word assembly that in Greek is called the ecclesia. Yes. Yeah. There's been songs written about ecclesia and this and what does that mean? The body of Christ, the church, the church. And it literally means the called out ones. The called out ones assembled together. Yes. That's what ecclesia means. We've been brought to a place where we are called 
out, not just called out of the world, but we've been called out to get together, to assemble together. We've been called out of our homes, called out of our village, called out of our town into one assembly for the purpose of meeting and flowing together. Ecclesia, the calling out of those who used to be in the world and the bringing together, the assembling together of this new thing called the church. Wow. Wow. The church. And to think we could take it or leave it. When we see this ecclesia listed in these major passages in scripture to think "Ah, that's good for some people but I don't really need it or I did the church thing Ooh, I've heard that phrase before Mm -hmm. we used to do the church thing (laughs) but they started they started using our kids too much meaning people wanted them to volunteer and help I'm sorry I'm I'm sorry (laughs) they started using your kids as volunteers in the church, and so you pulled them out? (laughs) Because you'd rather them be playing football or soccer, and they don't have time to help in the things of God? Praise the Lord. Uh, Hebrews, oh well, no, we won't go there. Praise God. So we see that for some people, Their habit is not coming to church. In scripture, for Jesus, we see his habit was going to church. Luke 4.16. His habit was going to church. And of course, back then it was the temple, right? It wasn't the, uh, the, the, the church. It was synagogue. It was, it was a meeting of temple. But they, it says, when he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, As was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. As was his what? His custom, his habit, meaning they didn't miss this. He was always there. He was always doing it every week. We went to synagogue. We went to temple. We went to the place where God told us to go. Jesus had a custom, a habit of going to church. So if it was important for Jesus, could we say it's important for us? Um, Jesus knew some things about his life. You understand Jesus wasn't born when he was nine months old. He didn't understand he was the son of God. He was nine months old. All he understood was, I want to eat when my stomach says I'm hungry. (laughs) Right? And and I want to learn how to eat real food. And I want to learn how to walk. I mean, he was a baby. Like any other baby. And he had to grow up and discover who he was in God. Just like we do. 
we grow up as little babies and then we have to decide, wait a second, there's something bigger than me. His name is God and I need to know about him. And we start discovering in the word and through our pastor who we are in him. Jesus had to do the same thing. Remember when he was nine years old and uh, they went to Jerusalem because every year people would make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem and they all leave, meaning his mom and dad and all the relatives and the whole clan from the village. Yeah. And they start traveling out and it's a couple days and they realize, wait a minute, where's Jesus? Right. Yeah. Okay, any moms of nine-year-olds would freak out if they realize they've been go traveling for two days and, and they've lost their kid? Yeah. I thought he was with the cousins back there. Where is he? Oh, my gosh. And they backtrack. This would have been days. Back to Jerusalem and lo start looking all over for him. Where did they find him? In the temple. In the temple. In the temple. Yeah. Sitting under the men of God. And he looked at his mom when she was frantic, like, where have you been? What have you been doing? Why, do you, why do you want to leave me? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he goes, I don't understand. Why wouldn't I be here? Yeah. Wow. Why didn't you know I was here? Why didn't you, under, why don't you, why didn't you know this is where I would be? It was his habit, his custom, his longing, his desire yes. to hear more of the word and be amongst those who knew about the word so that he could discover who he was and what his purpose was. And he never, even though he learned these things as a child, we see, and he started to discover these things as he was growing up, it was still his habit when he was in full-time ministry to get to synagogue. Even when he was going home, maybe taking a break on vacay, right? Mm -hmm. Not in my local synagogue, but, you know, going back home to where I was, not, not where I'm. He still went to temple. It was his habit. And so um, we, we just see this throughout the scripture that, uh, I mean, look at the New Testament, Every New Testament letter that was written was either written to a local church or to a group of churches. Yes. It was written to a pastor or leader yes. of a church. Yes. Yeah. Or it was written to a church member who was then taking it to their church. Yes. Right? Yeah. To discuss some things that were going on in the church. And then in Revelation, we have that amazing book that really isn't for us today, meaning that it's for after we're out of here, right? A time yet to come. And yet, even in that book, we see in the second and third chapter, what do we see? We see the letters to the churches that Jesus himself dictated. Do we think the local church is important in the New Testament? Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. To think that we've grown out of getting together and meeting together, to think that it's a, just a different day now than it was back then, that's ridiculous. Praise the Lord. You've got me going this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
So we want to be bringing, there's, there's so many reasons for the local church. So many reasons. And um, you, you're going to have to read uh, the book, Assemble Together, to get a lot of the reasons. I'm sure there's even more than are listed there. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to go over a few, if we could. And obviously, we're not going to get to them all today. We'll just keep going with this. But I'm going to list off three, three purposes of the local church or three reasons to be coming to the local church. I'm just going to list them at first, and then we might uh, get started on one of them. It says, uh, number one, and this is not, I didn't, this is just what came up to me immediately when I first thought about the reasons. And number one is to grow up spiritually. To grow up spiritually. How many understand we're supposed to grow up? (laughs) We're not supposed to stay the same. As a Christian. That means like, oh, when I got saved, oh, yeah, I got peace on the inside. I'm so glad. Thank you, Lord. And I just stay there. And I'm glad I'm going to heaven. No, no, no. The whole purpose of our life here on earth is to grow and mature and to expand in our our knowledge of him and our love for him and our effectiveness for him. We are to grow up spiritually. The second purpose of the local church, and this may be interesting to some people, is to become an active participant in God's plan for the earth. Yes. Amen. To become an active participant, not not a spectator, an active Active participant in God's plan for the earth. Mm-hmm. And you might think, well, Pastor Amy, no, no, active participants are missionaries. Active participants are apostles and prophets and pastors. They're the ones that are out there doing the ministry. Uh-uh-uh. If, if he tells us that we are not to forsake the assembling, the calling out, the yes, coming yes. together of ourselves, that means that we are, can all actively participate. Actively. Yes. Yes. In God's plan. And the first place we participate in God's plan is the local church. That's the first part. And if we won't do that part, Mm -hmm. let's not think he's going to call us to a higher part. Right? Right. I've had so many people through the years say, well, I know I'm called to pastor. I know I'm called to, to be a, a mission. I'm called no. to be used in God's plan. But they won't come to church every right. Sunday. Right. They won't submit to a pastor. They won't get involved and volunteer to be a door greeter. Right. Not you guys. Not you guys, yeah. of course. Become an active participant in God's plan. Everything with God is progressive. And if we won't take the first baby step of getting to our local church, he's not going to promote us. If we won't get out of kindergarten, like if we won't pass the test in kindergarten, he's not going to move us to 12th grade. In our local school system, 
they might pass somebody after so many years. Like, they won't have a 15-year-old in first grade. Right. They might move you to like a remedial class or something, but they'll, they'll pass you. God doesn't do that. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. You could be 70 years old and still in God's kindergarten. Yeah. Because you just won't get to church. Right, yeah. <laughs> won't pass the test. The first test. Right, yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So... One of the purposes of the local church, why do you go to church all the time? Because I'm participating in God's plan on the earth. I mean, that's, that's a big statement. Can you do that just by showing up on Sunday morning where you're supposed to be? That's the thing. People don't see it like that. But it's so huge to God. It's so important to him that he put this not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. He put that right smack dab in this beautiful passage in Hebrews about all that Jesus has accomplished for us. Yeah. Right. It's massively important. So that's number two, becoming an active participant in God's plan. Number three is to bring our part to the local body. Mm-hmm. To bring our part to the local body and uh, w- Ephesians 4 let's just look we'll do if we'll look at Ephesians 4 here we're not going to get to everything today but this is a major subject guys it's just uh, it's huge and sometimes you know you might look at a title if you're looking on podcast and you see the title of the local church you're like oh we can skip over that <laughs> but we can't we can't and we need to know these scriptures and understand how important it is to God and I know I'm preaching to the choir you guys show up on Sundays but um but we need to understand these things so that we can help others see the importance of them Amen. and um in Hebrews or excuse me Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15 Um, It says this, rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up, grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Well, that was our first reason for the local church, right? To grow up spiritually, right? Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, everyone see that? The whole body is joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This is a major statement. As individual believers, as soon as we get born again, we become a part of the body of Christ. This massive organization, if you would say. Um, And he compares the body of Christ to a natural body 
in many places. We see that in the, in the New Testament. But this natural body that we have, that we carry around, he compares the body of Christ to our natural body because we have one of these. We all have one of these, right? And we all understand how it works. I did not come here today without my hands. They stayed with my body. Yes. Right? right? I didn't decide, well, I won't need my hands today, so I'll just leave them at home. And he compares the body of Christ to a natural body. This whole body is joined and held together yes. by every joint with which it is equipped. Mm -hmm. Yes. We come to church to be equipped. And the body of Christ is held together. Together. The whole body throughout the whole earth. That's why I say the local church is the, where you participate in God's plan for the whole earth. Right. Because this is where we, we learn where our part is. We're, we're equipped to be a joint that holds, you know, if I, if, if I have an elbow joint, it's yes. got to put keep this, my forearm with my, my bicep, right? It's got to keep the whole arm together and help it move where it needs to move. Right. 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 And Paul is saying in Ephesians, in order for you to be equipped for your part of the body, You've got to be in the right spot yes. and receive what you need. And that spot is the local church. Yes. I'm not saying that's where everybody is going to, like, uh, just some people are called to one local church. They stay there their whole lives. They're supposed to serve and they serve faithfully. And God promotes and blesses them and equips them in that spot. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. There are others that will come. They may have calls to bigger offices in the body of Christ, fivefold offices. They might have calls to do other things in the community, but they'll never know it and they'll never fulfill it without first being a part of their local church. And then when they step into those other offices, they're still connected yes. by God yes. to a local, a local body. But what we have is so many people come in, they receive and they get a little bit of equipment and then they decide, I'm good. I don't need to brush my teeth anymore. They're hard enough. They're good. They should last me a few years. And they exit their place of equipping. Yes. And they go out and try to function the things of God that they've learned in the past without the anointing of God and the deposits of God that they are supposed to be receiving every Sunday. Just like me watching somebody else eat on TV. It's, you know, it might be fun to watch, but it's not blessing my body any as far as getting, gaining any sustenance. Or fuel. This whole body is supposed to be joined and held together, not by a pastor. This whole body is not joined and held together by an apostle or a TV evangelist. Right. 
thank God for all of those positions. But this body, the body of Christ, is held and joined together by every joint. And each one of us, each one of us in the body is called to be a part of the body. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. right. We could say this, we're all a joint in the body somewhere. Right. We are all a connection point. And if I disconnect, if my elbow disconnects and this part of my arm just the whole thing just won't function right. Right, right, right. And we have in the body of Christ a whole bunch of local bodies that look like a Halloween horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I'll tie it in here somehow, right? I'll get in the next holiday. <laughs> whether it's godly or not. We have a whole lot of local bodies that look dismembered. They look like monsters, zombies. Why? Because most of their connection points, most of the joints aren't showing up. And when they disconnect, others disconnect. Other parts float away that should be joined. Why? Because my personality is different than your personality, and God will use us differently to connect with others and bring them in. And that's amazing. I mean, you understand. I'm not diminishing the part of the office, the pastor themselves. But right now we're just focusing on the importance of every one of us as part of, and we might say, well, I'm part of the whole body of Christ. Yes, but he starts with the individual local church. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's where we find our first, <clears throat> I stick, this is where I stick. This is where I belong. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. where, this is my home. Right. And if we'll embrace that, and if, if, we'll, if we'll magnify that, and if we'll thank God for that, and if we'll honor that, and get to church and be here no matter what else is going on. That's right. God That's can right. promote. God can equip. Yeah. God can bring yeah. you up. And, right. and, and, and your, your part becomes of such great importance to God that he can't help but bless you for being where you're at. Mm-hmm. He can't help but load you daily with benefits. Amen. He can't oh, help yes. but yes. watch over your family and take care of those things in the natural that need to be taken care of because you are putting his body first. Yes. Amen. Amen. And God said, who, he who honors me, I will honor And people don't see coming to church as honoring him. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you you, for our part. Thank you that you've called each of us into this wonderful body. 
and thank you for showing us where we belong. We're thankful for this local church. We're thankful for our part. And we're thankful that you'll help us to see how we can function fully in our part. How we can stick here. How we can bring our best to what you've called us to. We thank you for it. We thank you that we're equipped for it. We thank you that we can grow in it. And we thank you that you bless us because of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.